0: complete terms. The Volume.
1: It's the Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel. It's NFL playoff time. No better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. FanDuel app is safe. You get paid fast. A lot of ways to play. The spread, the money line, team totals, players, props, a lot of stuff over-unders, jump into the action. Same game parlays are my favorite. Just use the promo code Colin and download the FanDuel app today. FanDuel now live in Ohio. Hi, everybody. Welcome in to the Friday Colin Cowherd podcast. Playoff version of Sharper Square. Mmm, tasty. I did finish the regular season hitting 54.5% of my picks. Feel pretty good about that. Feel pretty good. Try to get to 55, 56, but you know. Got three things I want to talk about. Number one, the video is now out of OBJ, former Giants, Browns, Rams receiver, on an airplane that he got kicked off of. Well, it's not great, but yet there's plenty of OBJ stands defending him. I've come to terms with something about celebrity in our country. It can be Justin Bieber. It can be Taylor Swift. It can be OBJ. Men are often still little boys. They're fanboys. That's my term for them, fanboys. They worship celebrities. I love having fans. I don't want any of you to worship me, nor should you. I'm completely flawed. But OBJ all over the interweb, little boys in their 30s and 40s who are physically men, but have no sense of self. They worship. They coddle. They wait in line. They wear jerseys. You'll never see me wearing a jersey. I thought OBJ moved into Des Bryant territory. Remember when Des Bryant was on hard knocks near the end of his career? And there was a piece of video of Des Bryant calling out a coach and being temperamental and immature and incredibly needy. His market literally dried up. Nobody wanted Des Bryant. Aging receivers who come off as petulant and needy. OBJ has no market, none. Dover, but OBJ's never had any self-awareness. He's now more known for, you know, the end zone peeing, uh, the model in Paris on the boat, this video on the plane. Outside of the one-handed catch, what's his next biggest catch? If my kids acted like the video of OBJ, I would write them out of the will. And one of my kids is 16. OBJ's like in his 30s. Total, arrogant, entitled, lack of self-awareness. But I can tell you right now, fanboys will be all over this podcast, whining and defending OBJ. Because that's the culture. We have a celebrity culture. And some guys, some men are boys, fanboys. It, and it doesn't matter what the behavior is. I mean, the first time I really came to terms with this was years ago with Bobby Knight. And Bobby Knight had a horrible reputation and a secret video of practice came out. And I forget the name of the player. And you could see him putting his hand on his throat. And I worked with a guy in the media who was a co-host for a short period of time who loved Bobby Knight, who defended it. And I remember saying, well, what if that was your kid? Would you defend it? Really? It was the first time it really hit home. That there are men who are really have the maturity of boys that they worship. I mean, I collected baseball cards when I was eight, um, and I admire great artists. I mean, I was, you know, it was Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Patrick Mahomes. These guys are incredible. I don't worship. And if you're still defending OBJ, he just became Des Bryant. That video, no thanks. Folks, what's the one position college football furnishes the NFL with every year with 20 new really good players? Wide receiver. OBJ is temperamental, brittle, expensive, and emotionally needy. Hard pass. So the Bills and Chiefs, if they meet in the AFC Championship, will play in Atlanta in a dome. Some people just need to be outraged. I don't want to hear about Buffalo and Kansas City are cold weather teams. Josh Allen's from California. You think he loves the Buffalo weather? One of the worst games he ever played was in that 40-mile-an-hour Nor'easter against the Patriots when he lost to Mac Jones. There's a reason there is no picture or video of the Beatles ever performing in a blizzard. Because if they had a concert scheduled in one, they would have canceled Great artists and performers, and that's what quarterbacks and pro athletes are, are at their best performing in ideal conditions suited for good performances. Go look at Josh Allen's best games. The weather's been closer to 55 or 60 degrees, not nine. There's this myth that cold weather teams are best suited for cold weather. Really? Buffalo's a passing team. They have an inconsistent run game. Ohio State's a prime example. In the 60s, 70s, and 80s, they were built for cold weather. But Ohio State football now is a wide receiver factory. If they'd have played Georgia in a 30-mile-an-hour windstorm, they would have gotten derailed. They would have been blown out. But they had the better receivers and the better quarterback and three NFL offensive linemen. So C.J. Stroud, in ideal conditions, sat back and picked a great Georgia defense apart. The truth is, cold, ugly weather benefits Michigan more than Ohio State in their current rivalry. Michigan is a ground-and-pound team. Ohio State's Alabama. They're an aerial circus. They're wide receiver you. Just because you play in cold weather doesn't mean you're ideally built for it. Aaron Rodgers' last three cold-weather playoff games lost to Brady, lost to Garoppolo. And let's be honest, the Detroit game, it was in the regular season, but it was a playoff game, really. It was a battle for a playoff position. He stunk in the fourth quarter. Aaron's not good in cold. He's a Californian. He just happens to play a lot in the cold. I want to talk Derek Carr. So he has a no trade clause. The Raiders are now looking around for trade partners. They want to do it February 15th or earlier. That helps them out in the salary situation. So you can go to therapy. I've gone to therapy. But when I go to therapy, I am seeking a change. Not everybody is. I've probably had six, seven different therapists in my life. I moved all over the country, as many of you know. And uh, I have gone for a specific reason to overcome something, fight through something, work through something. But I have friends who have been therapists, and they'll tell you that change is hard even when you want to change. Most people don't. And so I watch the New York Jets. They're trying to find a quarterback. So what do they do? They fire their offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur. Apparently it came from the owner's. The New York Jets need therapy. They can't help themselves. They've got to break through. So Derek Carr is going to seek continuity. The Jets already had a few things working against them. They have a defensive coach. They don't have a good left tackle. They have a defensive culture. One of the few things they had going for them, interesting young wide receiver talent and Matt LaFleur's smart brother as their coordinator, now they just fired him. If you're trying to attract Derek Carr, because you're not going to get Tom Brady. So it's down to Garoppolo, Tannehill, Derek Carr. And Derek Carr, to me, is the best one on the market. He's always healthy, usually solid, BB+. You just fired your offensive coordinator. Matt Lafleur's brother is respected. It was one of the few things you had working for you. Now, it looks like Miami in your same division is the perfect landing space. Better weather, offensive coach, significantly better veteran weapons, better left tackle. (sighs) Jets. You're like the person that goes to therapy, but you're really not looking to change. You're just going because somebody said you needed to go to therapy. Defensive coach, New York taxes, no left tackle, shaky ownership. Now you fire a respected OC. What are you doing? As a small business owner or hiring manager, success depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why you should check out LinkedIn Jobs. Hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experience you want. That's what LinkedIn Jobs does. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. It's really cool. They make it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs. Number one, number one in delivering quality hires against leading competitors. Go to post your job for free at linkedin.com slash linkedin.com slash Colin place is great. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn.com slash Colin.
2: Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over fifty years.
1: Looking to get more out of the NFL season? Now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. The promo code is always Colin. FanDuel has tons of betting options. I like the same game parlay. Bet a little, win a lot. FanDuel's app is safe, secure, easy to use, and you get paid your winnings really fast. The no-sweat first bet up to 1000 bucks. Promo code COLIN. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana P-E-N-Y or text hopeny 4 6 in New York, Tennessee. Red line 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. All right, Chad Millman, CCO, Action Network, all odds provided by FanDuel. So I ended my regular season hitting 54.5%. I had a winning week last week. I like to get to 56 this year, I was 54.5%. I'm okay with it. If I picked earlier in the week, I think I could go from 545 to 56%. i am not going to make any excuses. That's not who I am anyway. Let me ask you a question. Uh, last week, I said,
3: take these teams, and I feel like you'll get there. And I don't think you took those teams. I think I took one of the teams. I didn't have a problem finishing at 56% this year. Well, you're a professional gambler. Well, I'm trying to get you there. That's why I give you the answers. Yeah,
1: that's what my mechanic says. And then I say, <laughs> listen, you work at Jiffy Lou, fix my goddamn car. <laughs> no, listen, you do that. That's what you do. That's why I bring you on. I am a slightly more refined square than your average square, but I'm a square. That said, I usually take underdogs. Um let me tell you my cuz I like two of the favorites this week. Let me tell you the underdog I like. I like the Ravens. It's now at minus 10. They've given Burrow Joe Burrow issues. I do not like having to face a team back to back. Cincinnati's better, there's no question. But this series and this this Baltimore culture Made Brady earn every win. Made Peyton earn every playoff win. They're built for this stuff. The line's 10. I have to take the Ravens, sharp or square. You have to
3: take the Ravens. I'm sick about this. It's totally sharp. I I took the Ravens at six and a half, thinking Lamar Jackson might play. I took the Ravens at seven and a half when I thought, that uh, when it became clear, Lamar Jackson probably wasn't going to play. I can't believe this number keeps going up. And I think you nailed a couple things on the head. Uh, Number one, playing the team again is a challenge. Number two, culturally, this is a good spot for the Ravens. They don't get blown out in games. Three, let's talk about the offensive line for the Bengals, which are now down two, Key players, and even last week when the bank when the Ravens were resting eight starters, they were still getting pressure on Joe Burrow. And this is an entirely different defense since Halloween. That's when Roquan Smith joined the team. Since that time, they've gone from twentieth. I'll use a fancy term, fancy analytics term that betters love DVOA, really just a, a stat that encompasses many different metrics to come up with all-encompassing number. A lot of betters use it. They were 20th in DVOA against the Rush. After Roquan Smith, they were third. 132 points allowed since Smith joined second fused in the NFL. He's a tackling machine. He he Warner, yeah, he's just tackling machines. But here's the other key. He joined the team, and Patrick Queen, who had been underachieving, which is why they traded for him, moved over. And now together, they are a much more athletic, pass rushing dynamo that has the third most pressures of any linebacker duo since Roquan Smith joined the team. So 10 is just a massive number. It's it's getting out of control.
1: Yeah. Secondly, Seahawks getting nine and a half, some places 10. The weather is going to be windy and cold and wet. I know I live here. We're getting hit with what they call cyclone bombs, pineapple express. <laughs> now Southern California is just getting wet. No cows getting wind and wet. You're asking a rookie quarterback. First playoff game. Pete Carroll's been around the block. This is his, not his first rodeo. Do I think the Seattle Seahawks struggle to move the ball? Yeah. Their offensive line, the rookie tackles have, as Greg Cosell pointed out to me this week, have regressed post-Thanksgiving. Why? Because you go from college, you go down to Phoenix or Miami and train, you go into camp, you go to the season, and you hit a wall post-Thanksgiving. All rookies do. So the O-line for Seattle is not what it was in September when Charles Cross was impenetrable, but lousy weather, a completion machine in Geno Smith. Brock Purdy makes an early mistake. Shanahan gets tight and restrictive. It feels like 24-17 to me. Ugly, wet, sloppy. One, One unlucky niner turnover early. Shanahan puts the clamps in, wants to get out of town. Ball control. Seattle feels like the side. Sharper Square. Sharp calls
3: winner of the week. I've referenced sharp calls on the podcast multiple times this season. It's a segment we do on The Favorites, me and Simon Hunter, where over the course of the week, we get a lot of calls from professional bettors who are listening to the podcast, and they will give us their feedback on games we are talking about. This was the game they all called about. They like the Seahawks in this spot. A lot of reasons why, all of which you just mentioned. On the field. I think the weather is certainly something that when you get a number this big, you have to take the weather into consideration, especially unprecedented weather like this. Tons and tons of trends backing the Seahawks in this situation. So, yeah, you're playing the sharp side here.
1: So, those two dogs feel pretty tasty. Now, I'm going to give you two favorites. And I. I don't love this. Do it. Chargers minus two and a half. Oh, now no, this concerns I, me. That's not that's Just, not the one I wanted you to do. Okay. This concerns me. Mike Williams not at practice. It's Thursday. But the Chargers defense in the last five weeks is different than it was earlier in the year. It is different. Period. The Jaguars have also, as In big spots this year have been very hot and cold. It kind of depends on the Sunday. They've, they've, they're very young. The Jags feel like they're ahead of where we thought they would be post Urban Meyer disaster. They got, they got good pretty fast. The Chargers, there's a little more urgency. They get rolled. Brandon Staley and that staff are out of work, very possibly. This is a, you got to win this game if you're the Chargers. I'm not saying the Jags don't want to win it. But they're ahead of schedule. <laughs> I didn't think they were going to win this division. We like Vrabel. We like Matt Ryan and the Colts. If Mike Williams can give me some reps, I'm going to take the Chargers minus two and a half, sharper square.
3: So, look, it's the playoffs, right? There's not going to be the usual consensus that you get during the regular season. The game opened at two and a half, got bet down pretty aggressively. Uh, wise guys coming in on the Jaguars, got down all the way to one, Uh, and then started creeping back up, I think because of the Joey Bosa news. I think when it became clear he was practicing and and full go and was going to be fully healthy for this game, it started creeping back up. I love the Jags in this spot. A, I always have a preference, and that's why the numbers started moving, wise guys do too, for home underdogs. But I also feel like, and and again, this is sometimes a number this close. There's not going to be numbers and metrics and analytics that back it up. It's about where your comfort zone is. I bet on the Jags to win the AFC South before the season began. I was a big believer in Doug Peterson, in the kind of culture he creates, what he could do with the talent like Trevor Lawrence. And over the last half of the season, that paid off, literally paid off. They became the team that we expected them to become. I think he is a better coach than Brandon Staley. I think his decision making is risky in the right spots, but it's also more consistent than Brandon Staley, who's got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert playing in a totally meaningless game, Mike Williams getting hurt for no reason whatsoever. And so to me, I'm back in a better coach as a short home underdog that to me is entirely what it comes down to and i think that's why the number initially started to move in favor of the jacks
1: okay i'm going to take another favorite i love them and will not be mocked for it dallas off losses has followed all of them this year with multiple wins it was Dak's worst performance i have a rule and it's one of my only betting rules When ab to B2B plus quarterback, a capable quarterback, a Kirk Cousins, a Dak Prescott, has a stinker, they read the press, they hear the press, they're pissed. They always bounce back with a solid or better than solid performance. Dallas is the better team. You take out uh, Mike Evans against Carolina's fourth string cornerback. They can't run. They haven't been vertically successful. There are certain realities with teams. Tampa hasn't run the football in two years. They're totally one dimensional. Brady's got to throw 48 times. I don't care. I'm swallowing the points. I like the Cowboys sharper square. Totally square. Uh,
3: The line opened at three. I bet it at three on Sunday night. It's been sitting around at two and a half all week. And there's a lot of signals here for the Bucs. Number one, again, short home favorite, Um, you're telling me that I can have Tom Brady, who just finished another record-setting year with his best full game of the year in week 17. I don't poo-poo what he did in week 17 uh, against a coach in Mike McCarthy, who, let's face it, has proven to be bad in these tactical situations, high-risk situations where the season is on the line. He just has been. I mean, that going back to Green Bay, teams underperformed in the postseason. Look at how ill-prepared they were last year just in trying to get a snap-off at the end of the game. Look at the Cowboys have done the past several weeks against Sam Howell, Josh Dobbs, Gardner Minshew giving up 27 points per game the past five weeks. Dak Prescott leading the league interceptions, missing a third of the season. So he's going up against a top 10 defense in Total yards passing, yards per attempt, sacks. And by the way, they've got Akeem Hicks and Vita Vea playing together again. It's only the eighth time that's happened all year. The other seven times, Tampa was 6-1. and They gave up less than four yards per rush, less than 15 points per game. Without both of those guys, five yards per rush, 25 points per game. So you're getting a very healthy defense that will probably play like we expected them to all season long.
1: All right. Now I get, I ask you about a game I considered and I want you to convince me. Okay. So I initially loved the Giants getting three. Loved it. I like the matchup. Unless you've watched Minnesota a lot, and I have, you don't realize how bad their run defense is. It is atrocious. I think the Giants match up very well. But now everybody likes the Giants. And I. I'm a contrarian. I don't like betting what the public likes. I'm square enough. I don't want to be that square. So convince me the sharp and the square sides. Look,
3: there is no convincing here. The Giants are really the sharp side. Um, I will tell you that I haven't bet this game because I'm feeling the same things you are. Taking the points in the Giants is what we should be doing. Like in every metric, this this game just happened. The Giants were the better team, outgained the Vikings by a hundred yards. They, Kirk Cousins, is thirty fourth in the NFL against the blitz, according to PFF. The Giants blitz blitz most in the league. The Giants play a lot of man. Kirk Cousins struggles against man. The Giants are top five defense in situational spots. Third down in red zone. Um, the Giants may be a better team than the Vikings, but I'm having a hard time pulling the trigger because of what you just said, because the flip side is the Vikings do win these games. They just did it three weeks ago. So I'm having a really hard time this one. Have not bet it. Haven't gotten full consensus other than wise guys are leaning Giants, but still struggling with it.
1: Okay. um, Bills are now all odds provided by a fan like a 13 and a half point favorite. Um, I honestly, I would take Buffalo. I Do think it. it's going to be awful.
3: Bills by a million. This was uh, our our big balls bet of the week. 40 to 14. Yeah. Uh, you know, I bet the Bills at 12 and a half. I didn't have the smarts to bet him when he was at 10. Um, I feel like, and a lot of the wise guys feel like in these wild card games, they they oftentimes play to the script and they oftentimes play to the script when it's a first time playoff quarterback playing against a veteran playoff quarterback or the past 20 years, 14 and 35 against the spread for first time playoff quarterbacks and very small sample size, but favorites of 10 or more at home in the wildcard round, five and one the past six years. So... I am not afraid of taking the Bills at a big number in this game. And the wise guys aren't either. Wow. I was on the sharp side there. You were. You were. It's tricky. But but here's what happens, Colin. Like the playoffs are entirely different than the regular season. You don't like automatically we'd be thinking, oh, of course, we're going to take the Dolphins here. Right. And of course, we're going to take the Seahawks. Of course, we're going to take the Bucks, But you can make a case. For the Cowboys, you can make a case for the Chargers. You can make a case for taking the Bills as a really big number. So there we can all be sharp and we can all be square because there's fewer games, models change, playoffs makes things a lot tighter, games move faster. Um, and then on Sunday and Monday, we find out if we're right or wrong.
1: Chad Millman, CCO Action Network. God, I love the Cowboys so much.
3: Well, you want to have a little bet off?
1: Let's I do like that. What's box. that mean?
3: I don't know. You've got the cowboys. I got the box. We come up with some steaks and we got to figure out how to embarrass each other in the next podcast.
1: Okay. I'll make you a deal. Okay. I, I own partially small, small portion of maximum beverage. I know you do. I shop so the time because of you. I will get you. What's your favorite wine?
3: Uh, You know what I love? What do you love? Classe Azul Tequila. It's that nice tequila. It's pricey. It's pricey. But it's that. It's in that really fancy, you know, white and blue bottles. Almost oh, like I can, love that. Ah, dude. It's the best. It's the first okay. thing to go. You have it at a party. Everyone's like, this is amazing. And then all of a sudden, you're like, you know, it's gone in half an hour. And if you win, if you win. If I win. If you win. I will send you, I will send you two Lou Malnati's deep dish pizzas, oh, yeah. Chicago's finest.
1: Yeah, those are great. Had those, those are the
3: best.
2: Those Go Bucks. Great.
1: Go Cowboys. Thanks, man. Yep.